for my friends and and in the season I was in, I was like, man, I need that kind of like crazy, unlogical move of God. I need that like kind of breakthrough, miracle kind of power. What's up, community? In today's episode, I had the chance to sit down and talk with Patrick Mayberry. He just released his latest song, Breakthrough Miracle Power. I love this song. It's so good, so make sure you check it out wherever you stream music. We also talk about songwriting, worship leading, and a lot more. So enjoy the interview, and you can download the master tracks for Breakthrough Miracle Power by Patrick Mayberry on loopcommunity.com. Hey. We made it. We made it. What's up? What's up, dude? Man, how you doing? The best. Good. Are you in Chicago right now? No, man. I have a crazy story. I moved. Oh, you did? I moved to Franklin. Oh, wow. But I'm still working for Soul City in Chicago, and I'm actually flying there in like three hours. Wow. All right. That's awesome. When did you guys move? We moved to Tennessee in August, and a week and a half into being here, I got COVID. That stinks. Thanks. Thanks, Tennessee, right? <laughs> that stinks, man. How was it? You recover okay? Yeah, thankfully. I just felt like I had the flu for like three days, but obviously I had to like quarantine for 10 days away from my family. So, but yeah, but dude, we're loving life, and, and I'm, I'm back and forth to Chicago a couple of times a month, so. Cool. Are you guys working at the offices at all? No, we've been remote since March 12th, working at home. We get together like every other week sometimes for like a day of meetings, but otherwise pretty much all work from home because of Chicago and everything. So the office is just sitting there. Yep, it is. I love it. (laughs) It's been, it's been good in a lot of ways. Yeah. Not great in a lot of ways, but I mean, not having to take the train every day. It's the biggest win. You get so much time back. It's so nice. Right. Uh, So it's nice to be like done with work and then you're home. (laughs) So that's the biggest bonus. But man, well, it's great to have you. Just wanted to get you on here. Talk about your new music, get to know you better for all of those watching. So would love to just hear some of your story and how you got started in worship music to begin. And yeah. Yeah, so I I grew up in Tennessee. My wife and I are both from a town about an hour outside of Nashville. And um, uh, it's funny, I actually grew up in the Church of Christ, which is no instruments in worship. And so it's kind of humorous now that I'm uh, a worship guy. But yeah, man, I didn't know anything of Christian music or worship music uh, really until I was in college. I really was into playing music and playing in bands. And ultimately, all I wanted to do was be in like a Grateful Dead cover band. That was my dream for life. And then it was funny, I actually started playing guitar at a college ministry early on, uh, like freshman year of college, just as an excuse to play guitar. I didn't know anything about worship. And then a friend of mine took me to a passion conference, mm. like 2006. So it's crazy to think it wasn't that long ago. And that was my first exposure to worship. And I just like fell in love with worship and always was into writing. And so I was like, well, I'll just try writing stuff for our church. And yeah, ended up getting married. My wife and I moved to Nashville 
we lived there for about four years and then we moved to Chicago and lived downtown um, in Chicago for about a little over seven years. And we just moved back. We have four kids nice. and we're living it up, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So back and forth, Nashville, Chicago, Nashville. That's cool. That's funny. You went from Grateful Dead cover band to <laughs> worship music as well. That was my life's goal. Yeah. That's it could still happen. You never know. It still could. <laughs> uh, when did you know you wanted to release your own music? How did that um, go? I mean, I, I think like even when I was in bands in high school and college, that's what I always wanted to do was to write my own stuff. I was never good at being the guy who play all the cool like John Mayer songs on guitar because I didn't want I didn't care to learn them. I was more interested in writing my own. So I don't know, it's just kind of always been something that I've loved. And then when I got involved with these ministries, these college ministries and these churches I was a part of, I just thought, well, how much more fun would it be to create our own thing and our own sound and really give our people like songs that they could sing that, you know, come from, you know, maybe a sermon series or, oh, that's an actual thing that this person is walking through, you know, in our church. Uh, what if we wrote a song that like gave them language in this scenario or season? And so I just always thought that was fun. And I always liked writing songs for like the people on the back row who like maybe didn't quite feel like they belonged there, but they could still try to figure out how to get on board. So just trying to position songs in a way that like were hospitable to to all all the people so that's awesome i've never heard that before writing songs for people in the back row but i love that yeah really cool man so speaking of writing songs you just released a song on friday breakthrough miracle power it is really huh. good and i'm not just saying that it's really good Thanks, so man. if you're watching you can listen to it anywhere and then you can get tracks master tracks on loop community so make sure you get those lead the song at your church it's really good how did this song specifically come about can you just tell us the background of it? Yeah, so it's it's a crazy, epic, awesome, cool God doing some cool stuff. So I was just in a season where I was really wanting God to show up, really needing God to show up in some like big, epic ways that kind of on paper, just it didn't add up. Like there was no way things were going to work out outside of a like of an act of God and in Related to that, just some friends in church, uh, the church we're part of uh, in Chicago, just life is hard and people walk through some heavy stuff. And I just had a friend who was really struggling with some chronic pain and some other friends who were walking through some stuff and, and we're sitting in church one morning and our pastor was sharing a story. And I just had this thought of like kind of the Israelites, you know, there's the scenario where on one side there's this huge body of water and then behind them is like the army closing in on them. And ultimately it looks like there's no way out. Like they're, they're doomed. And then all of a sudden, you know, God parts the waters and it's like this mind blowing miracle that happens. And so I was just thinking like, there's lots of stories in the Bible where God does these miraculous things and where there really is like no logical explanation. Um, there's no human way that it's going to work out, but then God shows up and does something crazy. And I was just thinking like for my friends and, and in the season I was in, I was like, man, I need that kind of like crazy, unlogical 
move of God. I need that like kind of breakthrough miracle kind of power. And that's kind of where the idea started. And I just had these ideas, these lyrics of like writing scenarios that kind of paralleled with Bible stories. So the first verse is, you know, kind of the Israelites and the parting of the Red Sea. And then the, the next verse, it talks about like, you know, standing in front of like a mountain and in the Psalms, it says the mountains will melt like wax, you know, in the presence of the Lord. It moves on to talk about standing in the fire and how God is with us. And, and it's all kind of an angsty song about like, like there's no real wrap up. There's no bow at the end. It's kind of a, it's a faith song of like, well, I really need God to show up. I've heard he's done, he's done it before. He's showed up before. So I'm just going to trust that he's going to do it. And I'm, I'm going to pray and just ask for that kind of epic breakthrough miracle power, hence the name, which it's the most epic name of all time, which it is. Uh, I've had a couple people like, kind of poke fun of the name in in fun like good friends and stuff and i'm like yeah you're right it is it is an epically big name but but it's fun so a friend and i uh worked on it um um a guy named b benjamin corporal he's a really talented writer as well and i kind of shared this idea with him and we kind of fleshed it out and then kind of a crazy story um christian stanfill which is a part of the passion team got wind of the song and really liked what we were doing and we were able to all kind of bounce off some ideas and so it ended up being the three of us who kind of worked on the song together to kind of get it to where it was at that at the end so uh and so that's even just a cool story to like really i attribute a lot of like my worship beginnings happening at that like passion conference in 2006 and so to get to kind of write a song with some of their team is really cool and so that's that, awesome and I, i'm i'm so stoked and like for how it all came together and the people that were involved to pull it off. Like, it's really like, I have to keep pinching myself of like, just how crazy the Lord's been through all of this. And it's been a lot of like, it feels like it's been like a lot of work to get to this point and not just work on this song, but like years and years of work and, and trying to work on my craft and be faithful, you know, in our church and stuff. And so it's just cool to see like, you know, I, my hope and prayer is that, people connect with the song and that it really does invite them into a deeper level of faith and kind of trusting God and inviting God, you know, into their scenarios, whether it pans out the way they want or not. My hope is that they'll just know that because of the cross, Jesus promises to go with us. So that's good. Yeah. The song, like the concept of it, of like asking for just this huge miracle, I think so much of the time it's forgetting that that's possible and we get kind of stuck and we forget that God's done it before. And the song definitely reminds you of that. I think about like times when I like get anxious about something that's like not that big of a deal. And it's like, God's probably like, didn't I just do this huge thing for you like two months ago? And now you're like so worried about this little thing. And, right. and you think about just like the huge things God's done in the Bible and in our own lives. And yeah, it's great just to trust him to ask for the huge miracle. So. Right. My, my pastor always says, God is faithful and we are forgetful. <laughs> that is true. That no. is true. We are forgetful. Man, well, you talk a lot about like writing songs. If there's like worship leaders watching who are interested in like starting that, I know I'm sure there's a lot of just worship leaders who are like really want to write songs. It sounds really cool, but I don't really know where to start. Um, How would you recommend that they go about that? 
Sure. I think the greatest gift to worship leaders who want to write for their church is just getting to know their people. And and, and that's what's even wilder. Like when a song or an idea comes to fruition and maybe you lead it at your church for the first time and you're standing there looking out over the people and you're like, this verse, this line was written for that guy or for that girl because I know what they're walking through. That's one of the most like, humbling weirdest things ever that god lets us be a part of stuff like that and we get to help kind of shape what people are are singing and and hopefully how their faith is growing and it's kind of also a scary thing so on a practical standpoint i would just say like know your people and like figuring out okay always ask yourself how is this going to be helpful for my church like how is this going to help the actual people of my church? Not, is this a cool song? You know, is the drummer going to crush this? Those are all awesome. I love all those things. But really, I think what's the most helpful, hospitable, pastoral thing to do is to ask, how is this song going to help my church? And so finding those stories and, and connecting with those people and then just genuinely trying to give those people the truth of what God says about them and what Jesus you know, has done for them is it uh, in like a grand scale. Then when it gets to like practical, tactical, like start writing every day and write and write and write, like try to sit down and write a really bad song and say that to yourself. Like, I'm just going to write a bad song, but I'm at least going to write it because I think we get so hung up on, Oh, I've got to write the next, like how great is our God and, or the next great are you Lord. And, you know, even hearing those guys who wrote those songs, hearing their stories of like, we had no idea. We sat down to write this song at Tuesday uh, on, a, on a Tuesday at 10 o'clock. It was just another day of showing up, being faithful, working on our craft. And God chose to like use that song. So you never know. So it's like hold every song really lightly, but also with like a great amount of like reverence and in practice your skill and take it seriously but also at the same time like we're not the ones to break the song like if god wants to use it then god's going to use it and yeah. it's our job to just be faithful and to show up and so learn all you can learn there's so much going on right now in the worship world around writing and so much good content for people to learn from and there's so many different like writing camps and these like cohorts forming of people to come and co-ride and that's like mm -hmm. such a Thing. I feel like more than ever, people, you know, it's not just this church or that church, but it's kind of everybody's coming together to work together. And so there's there's so much, and I don't know, I feel like there's so much out there right now for, for people to learn. I don't know if I really answered the question. In the good that way. did. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. Whenever, like, I see a new worship album or a new song, it's rare now for there not to be, like, three other artist names listed on it, either in the writing section or actually featured on it. Um, it definitely feels like there's a lot more co-writing and people coming together, which is really right. cool to see. Right. Well, you said that you, you did work at Soul City and you said you still do, but now you're in Tennessee. So what's, what's your role in that? How, how has that changed? So um, when I was at Soul City previously, I was the worship pastor. Now my title is I'm essentially like, like the in-house producer. So I'm helping our team kind of populate songs and write songs for our church and build more of a writing culture. Um, our church really longs to like,
continue writing original songs that are for our people. We're kind of in the West Loop of Chicago. And so we have like kind of a big, wide, diverse, eclectic group of people. And so we, and we want to really write songs that resonate with all of those people, whether it's your first time coming back to church or you've been in church for, you know, 20 years. Um, so that's become a really big, important thing to us. So I am um, going, going back a couple times a month as well as here doing a lot of remote writing and just really helping kind of try to build a writing culture in, in hopes that we would start kind of putting out into the world more of the things we're seeing inside our our four walls of our church. So it really is such a blast and it's a new adventure for me. Uh, this is the first time in really 10 years that I haven't been a worship pastor, kind of leading a, a team of volunteers and, you know, leading every single week, which I don't guess a lot of people are leading every single week right now in this weird yeah. time. That's been another weird thing is just moving in the midst of all this and like navigating church as a whole. So we're recording a lot of our stuff. So I'm still very much a part of it. So I nice. go up and we'll record. And so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. You you mentioned just like how weird church is and everything is this year. Yeah. We've heard from a lot of worship leaders who are like, I was leading every single week. Now I lead once a month. Right. Or I film everything on a Wednesday for the next six weeks. And so I play like six sets in one day and then I like don't go to church. So it's very weird. How have the last few months been for you? I know you moved. What have you learned this year? I like hearing what people have learned because there's so much negative to focus on. Yeah. Um, but I really like hearing just like the positive stuff. Is there anything you've learned this year that God's taught you or just in your own life? Sure. You know, I heard a long time ago from a like a, a mentor friend of mine that he said there'll be seasons of life where you're just like plowing away, working at whatever it is you're working at. And the Holy Spirit will do something to like shake things up. And it causes you to like kind of lift your head up and like look around and see like what's going on right now. Like, is there something I need to notice? Uh, is there something I need to pay attention to? And maybe you look up, you look around, you're like, oh, okay. And then you go right back to that thing that you're working on. But I think there's the occasional time that that happens and the Holy Spirit's like, oh no, look at this other thing over here that had I not shaken things up for you to stop and look up, you would have maybe never seen it. So look at this thing over here and then maybe, you know, the spirit kind of changes our, our viewpoint or this thing, or maybe opens this new path up to like, oh, maybe I think there's this new thing God's doing for me over here. And so I think in this season, like, that's just what God's been doing in me. In no way would I want to discredit how hard this season's been for a lot of people and, and just, you know, even just the loss that people have had to walk through. And so many like, churches that have had to kind of close the doors and, and, and businesses to close the doors and be like, we're ever going to open again. And but, but I think in the midst of all that, I just see for me, God has really like been saying like, hey, for a second, lift your head up. You've been like nose to the grindstone on this thing. Lift your head up and maybe see what's going on over here. And so I've just tried to be aware of that in in kind of when I'm glad that person that mentor friend told me that years ago. Cause I feel like I've, when something is always kind of unsettled me, I've always tried to be like, okay, okay. What's, what's God doing here? Is there something for me here? Nope. Okay. I'm going to go back to work, but always just kind of keeping tabs on like when there's a disturbance, a disturbance yeah. in the force, uh, <laughs> just 
investigating and checking out and being like, okay, God, what are you up to here? And so I think that led me to just think about like, how are we doing church? Are we so desperate to get back into the Sunday grind? Um, or, or is there something God was doing in those first couple of weeks where it was like, everybody's on pause for a minute and, mm-hmm. you know, really try to spend a lot of time just figuring out like what God was up to and what my role in all of it was. And I, I don't always do a good job with that, but I always try to like pay attention. Like what's this, what's the Holy spirit doing in this moment right now? And so, you know, sometimes it's like nothing, but at least it's a practice of like paying attention because I think the spirit is always speaking. So. Yeah. That's so helpful. I mean, it's, so interesting because it's kind of like it got shaken up for all of us at one time. And yeah. even situations are all different with how it relates to it. Everybody's going through something in some way. Yeah. Uh, and so it's been difficult in a lot of ways. But yeah, I've seen just a lot of good and a lot of, um, yeah, the biggest thing for me is like, kind of like you said, there's not a lot of like, you can't really like automate your relationship with God when you're not going to church every single Sunday and you're not able to like, be at church three times a week. And it's like, Oh yeah, I'm doing great. Um, it's kind of like you have to really, you can't just automate it and just ride through everything. You have to actually like commit to it and seek God out um, a lot more than before. I feel like, which is good. Yeah. Challenging, but it's good, man. Well, thank you so much for talking. Glad we got yeah. to do this. Um, Dude, I have a three minute plug that I have to give though. Do it. Do it. Okay. So this is to any, Got my pen out, my pen of authority here. If there's any worship leaders watching, I am a hardcore logic guy. That's how I do all my demos in production. So I don't know anything about Ableton. So when it was time, when someone on my team said, hey, we should start running Ableton and run all of our tracks off of it, I was so intimidated and I was the worst at it. And I didn't want to learn Ableton because I knew logic and I didn't want to learn Ableton. And so our tracks were basically like stereo tracks in Ableton. Then someone was telling me about this other app that you could use for tracks. And I tried it and I thought it was cool. And it ended up being the bane of my existence, the most frustrating thing in the world. Then I thought, wait a second, doesn't old loop community have an app? I'm going to check it out. That's when I downloaded Prime and my life was forever, ever, <laughs> ever changed. Our church, Soul City, switched to Prime like, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And it is hands down the most user-friendly, best track app that is not Ableton ever. And here's the big kicker for it. Here's what I love about it. It is so friendly and easy to do uh to use original content that's the kicker because that's where i was having all the hang-ups it's like anytime we we do a lot of original content and i it was the biggest bear trying to get our our original content tracks with these other apps and um obviously i don't know how to work ableton but man prime if you don't have it go get it now it'll change your life and it's so flexible it's like oh let's do the chorus then let's do a bridge hang on let me move that real quick let me beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep. And then you just move stuff around and then you're rocking. And you, it was the most, it was like the day we, we used it, our first rehearsal, I felt like a kid who was like back in the Grateful Dead again because we didn't have to play the song the same way every time. It's like 
do a double course here, then let's drop the bridge. Hang on, let me move the track real quick. Is the best. Look, I couldn't say it better myself. For the win. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks. Glad that it's working for you. I remember at one point here, you had a couple questions about it when you are getting started. And so I wasn't yeah. sure if you still were using it. That's awesome. Dude, we uh, love it. One of our guys, he goes to Soul City and uh, he was watching one of the services a couple months ago. And they like flashed by the keys player and Prime was sitting right there. And he like screenshot it and he's like, check it out. So that's awesome. Dude, Glad you guys are liking it. Glad it's working it. for you. Appreciate the plug. Your check's in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, a plug for you. Breakthrough Miracle Power is a really good song. And if you're watching, go listen to it. Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music, check it out. And then get the tracks on Loop Community. You can download them yeah. there. Lead it at your church. Patrick, can't wait to see what songs you come up with next because they're all good, man. And appreciate your support. And yeah, Dude. thanks for talking today. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. What a what a fun thing to do. So yeah, for sure, man. Okay, Merry well, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you later. All right, see you, brother. See ya.